Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio. It is April 4th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, um, hello, Walt. Hi, Dolly. Howdy. Hello, Nancy. Uh-oh, echo. Echo. I'm going to turn my mic off. Okay. So I'll talk and see. Nope, no echo now. I'll be darned. Mm. Um, uh, so Nancy has been invaded by the echo virus. Uh huh. I wonder if it's very contagious. I certainly hope not. <laughs> I'm pulling up my list. Oh yeah. Should I continue with what I was saying about Trump? Yeah, yeah. You can. Yes, do that. Start from where you started. Trump went in oh. and and appeared before got. Well, I was listening to Judge Janine, and she was just like, I am so upset that he had to go into that building, into those courtrooms, that I was a judge and a prosecutor in, and I can't believe that they brought that man into places where rape and murder and all sorts of, you know, I mean, she went on and on about it. So it was a very dirty place that he went this morning. <laughs> uh, I went to the same place she did with that. Uh, it really upset me. It hurt me. It just hurt me. My whole being hurt that my President Trump had to go in there and go through that crap, that debacle. So John and Claude so, was right. This is like the storming of the Bastille. When the, 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 the people decided to, you know, they stormed the, the, the prison that the rich people used to imprison those who disagreed with them. This was like that, because they were doing the same thing. They were uh, trying to arrest this man because he's against them. Well, it is like that, yeah. And then to make uh, a misdemeanor into 30, 34 felony charges. What the uh, heck does that Bad breath is a felony, you know, so so that huh? bad breath is a felony, you know, so they have to count that. Oh yeah. I think that <laughs> that Bragg guy stayed up for weeks trying to figure out all these charges to make up. I really think he did that. He'll pay. He will pay. I've been reading Enoch, which I wanted to read to y'all, but I don't have enough breath to be able to read it all to you. And I apologize because I really, really wanted to read that for you all. Like do you have a do you huh? have a, a link to it? Yeah, uh, oh 
no, I copied it into Word. I'm sure if you go on the Internet, though, that you can find it, because that's where I found it was on the Internet. Well, what did you search for? Enoch? I mean, that's a huge, huge subject. Uh, I just searched for Enoch. The Book of Enoch. That's what I searched for. And what did you? What were you looking for? I mean, it's a huge book. What? What? What is in it that? Uh, I guess. Well, I, I wanted to read what's in it because I didn't know. It's a huge book. You'd be here for for five, six shows. Oh, Nancy, <laughs> I wanted to do it like I did on Dolly Reads for you. Oh, you wanted to read it as? Oh, I'm not on this show. You wanted to no. read the book. Ah, okay, I understand now. I understand. All right. And why why were you so interested in it? Um it tells the so far stories in the Bible like Noah, uh the angels who uh said they wanted to come down and be with the earth women and how they plotted that out and how they made agreements with each other and uh, it explains that story about that and um, it it talks about good angels the ones like came to me like uh, Michael Uriel uh, was Gabriel one of them Raphael Gabriel. Raphael, Met- yeah, Metatron. and Gabriel. It didn't talk about Metatron, though. Mm. <clears throat> but they were, they're talking, Enoch is with them, and they're talking to Enoch. And, and this is just the first section. There's five sections, and I just read today the first section, and I find it interesting. Um, and it tells things I didn't know. And I don't want to go into all that. Y'all can read it. Um, uh, Giving back to Trump. um, I'm like infinite. Oh, uh, infinite here, Nancy. Will you go into private? Yeah, infinite. Yeah, she said, Dolly said that you had something, uh, a story to tell and wanted to come on and tell it. If you go into the private ta- chat, uh, the private side of the chat, and you uh, address it to me, I'll pick it up, and I'll get your Skype. You have to have a Skype account. I don't know if you do. If you do, then I can try to bring you in on the, on the show. So um, let me just put that up and this the thingy so I can see if she does that alright so go ahead Dolly thank you okay so I didn't know whether to watch the Trump thing or not I did not want to watch it because it was breaking my heart that he had to go through all that stuff and but I did because I, I didn't know am I here to be a witness of this debacle Uh, And if I am, I didn't want to mess up my mission for that. So I turned the TV on. And I did uh, watch him go in to be booked. And I watched him come out and go into the courtroom. Uh, 
and then I watched him leave the courtroom and leave into his the five vehicles that were supposedly taking him to the uh, to the airport. Oh, Nancy, she doesn't have Skype. How did she think she was going to talk? That's a problem then. Bummer. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, okay, so on with Trump. Um, So I went out in the pool with Russell because Russell got home and wanted to go. It was so hot here. It was so hot here. And he had two installations, so he got those done and just came home and went in the pool. So uh, I wanted to go out and lay in the pool so that I could see uh, Trump's airplane when he flew over because he's coming from New York down to Mar-a-Lago. He has to fly over my house unless they fly out over the ocean, which I got to thinking about as I was laying there watching for his beautiful plane because he repainted the plane and it's beautiful um so i did that and uh i i at least i feel okay if that was one of my missions i accomplished it and i decided that after yasmin and i had a little discussion in the chat room thank you yasmin you helped me to realize People have missions. We don't all have the same mission. So maybe that was one of my missions. So I carried it out. Uh, Infinite is saying, let me see if I can make one. It's a great story, and I think you all should hear it. Okay, let us know he has Infinite. Um. So that was my Trump story, but I had more to say about Trump. Hold on. Oh, so I saw, also I wanted to see if it was the real Trump, which I figured, oh, there's no way in the world they're going to let Trump go live to uh, New York. It was one of his doubles. It definitely wasn't him. Which didn't really make me feel any better. It, I still, my heart was breaking for him still, for that one, that version of him. Um, and I was wondering, is Trump even on the planet? <laughs> I mean, he could be uh, on a different planet watching the proceedings, or he could be in a spaceship, one of our spaceships watching it, or, um, he might not even be here on Earth. So that made me, I got to thinking about that too. Um, so I think I'm done with the Trump stuff. Well, for those people that are somewhere else in the world, uh, one of the cities, New York City, their top legal person, law, the what do they call him? Attorney General of New York, I guess. City, I don't know. He brought Trump up on totally bogus charges. I mean, there isn't a lawyer that I've heard that 
thinks there was any merit to the case and it's like doesn't even fall it's like brand new way of trying to essentially make a, a make a crime out of something that somebody did that wasn't a crime when they did it but now they're making it into a crime because of bullshit that ends up being absolutely stunning that there was an indictment uh, the indictment was supposedly based on the grand jury, a grand jury, which is a number of people getting together, being presented evidence to make the decision, would you convict if you saw this evidence, uh, or indict uh, if you saw this evidence. And there's no defense against it. So everything about it is bogus, bogus, bogus. But the unfortunate place we find ourselves is it may not matter. Because we have gone from civility with justice for all into a kangaroo court where there is no justice for anybody. The people that are breaking the, the making crime and breaking laws have no justice. They let them go. This prosecutor has made things like auto theft and child rape and, I mean, unbelievable crimes to be... The, the police aren't even supposed to... Oh, that was California. <laughs> in New York, they don't prosecute, but in California, the police can't even arrest. Um, they give them a ticket, like a traffic ticket. In the United States right now, and if you really love the United States and think of it as this place of, of justice and freedom, right now, that's not what's here. And that that's that's why what they're doing is such a stark, stark... It's a, it's a it's a terrible wound on the world. However, <laughs> they've done it, and they're just showing their hand. the The only thing Biden would not respond to anybody screaming the question about the Trump indictment. But today, somebody got a question to him, and they said, "You know, what do you think is the is the Trump indictment politicized?" And he just looked into the camera and made this grin. That it was evil. He just grinned. He was, and all I could, as soon as I saw it, I thought of the Mad Hatter. You know, the the uh, the one in in, in uh, uh, Batman. What's his name? The Joker. I saw the Joker face. It was like there's nothing real or sane about any of this. So, Dolly, don't let your heart get broken because it is just, it's more of, of the unveiling of what is the truth behind everything. You know, they've been doing this for a very long time, uh, decades and decades and probably a hundred years before that, that this has all been, you know, essentially planned. We're going to take down America. And as Ani Avedisian is fond of saying, America has a sacred mission, like you were talking, missions. Well, the country has a mission, and it's to lead people on the earth to freedom and liberty and justice for all. And I know that, <clears throat> especially Americans, they think they understand what the United States is, and yeah, it's this terrible thing that they... Except for eight years, I think, it's, they've been at war with everybody, and I totally agree. I mean, I'm not, you're not going to get an argument for me, from me. However, when the, it really mattered, when there was a demonic 
attempt during World War II to take a, to take the other avenue, which is just conquer and take over uh, with the fascist Germans. The people that went to war and fought back that with guns and bullets and explosive stuff, they were true heroes. They understood patriotism. They understood what it was to believe that giving up your life or being severely wounded to try to protect the freedom and liberty and justice in America was a sacred mission for those soldiers. So World War II was definitely a spiritual battle. Um, it never stopped. You know, we, we, as spiritual warriors, knocked down the the Nazi in Germany, but it was all over the world because there is this terrible cabal, we'll call it what you want, that really thinks that they're God. That's why they go against our gods. And I say that, you know, I don't, I, I don't care who you think your God is, it's God. We might call God different things, but it's the same energy field of love that is the creation force for what we call reality. So it's very sad to think that that group of people have been here, whoever they are. I don't know if they're reptilians, I can give you a good argument for that, or they're just perverse, sick human beings that uh, should not be allowed to continue in any shape. God, think about that creation and reconsider, please. <laughs> they're not very nice people. They kind of screw up our lives. But right now, they're being pe people like myself. We've seen it, you know, I saw it when I was 15 years old, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But there were very few of us that truly understood the depth of evil that we had taken over the planet. Now you've got people, millions, millions of people all over the world that realize it. And because they're not God, they can make us think they're gods. They can do AI and essentially take over. They, they can do all that. But they're not God. They're not the creative force because they don't have the love thing. They, don't, they can't survive in love. You know, that love energy is what makes us different than them for one thing. And so, yes, it's, it's not, not a good thing, Dolly, but the president wasn't, wasn't tainted by that. You know, he was like Michael going into the dragon's den and saying, I'm here. What are you going to do about it? And we'll see what happens next. Daniel. And, Daniel? Daniel went into, yeah, he went into the lion's den. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Annika is being naughty. Why? He says, Hi, all. The original President Trump died December 2021 of prostate cancer. Who was the CIA operative that is playing Trump? I don't accept that. In my opinion says Trump is alive. So okay. I'm going to go with my my pendulum. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Walt's pendulum, Monica. <laughs> I'm not going to accept that statement. 
it was nice of you to share your opinion. But Is that uh, a question that the posse would refuse to answer? I didn't even think. I just saw it, Russ, or, uh, Walt. Mm. Uh, thank you, Honoré. Thank you. Honoré sent me a link that she said might make me feel better. Um, I'll, I'll listen to it after this. Uh, where were we, Walt? No, my question was, is asking that if Trump is alive, is that a question that the oh. posse would be allowed to answer? Yes, no? Well, okay, let me gather them and, and say our prayers, and uh, I'll let you know when I'm together with them. So, well, you, you guys know go the, on without okay, me. Okay, you go ahead and do that. I just wanted to point something out. It, one, okay. of the, one of the things about the cosmic reality is that it really, you have to have a sense of humor. Uh, my real telltale sign, if I'm connected to somebody that is a spiritual entity that might know a lot more about everything than I do, is because they say things that I never would have thought of. But also the other thing is if they make me laugh. If, if, if they just make me laugh. And today, while they were waiting for Trump, I think he was actually in the process of, of leaving the, the courthouse. They came in, this is Fox, Fox Network, they came in with a bulletin that that Stormy Daniels, is that what her name is? Yeah. Okay. She lost a court case where she has to pay Trump hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fee fees. And that judgment came out exactly at the time that they were doing whatever they were doing in that courthouse <laughs> you know and it's like yeah you you you're, you you you're putting him on trial for something he did concerning this stormy person but this stormy person just got found out in another judicial court that she owes him thousands of dollars i don't know what the case was i don't know what it's about but the fox commentators were just like and they were some of their lawyers were on when this happened, and they were all just laughing. They were going like, the synchronicity of this is preposterous. You know, so it's like, you look for, look for the humor in this story. It's, it's just a farce. Um, the question is, as Dolly brings up all the time, is what's happening that they're distracting us from? Well, the hunter thing. Biden in the documents. I mean, there's a lot of things. Good Lord, I don't know what's happening with the crane. I mean, all of this, all the stuff we've been hearing has fallen off the charts. And they, they said that for the last, like, 14 hours, all they've been doing on any of the television networks is talking about the indictment. So, um, is the posse here? Dolly, you're muted. Um, posse here. Um popcorn group came flying in um I'm talking wait a minute I'm trying to see if Dave is able to come in I talked to God about this God's okay uh with it um Dave <laughs> he's <laughs> stop it He's walking like he, like a curmudgeon, you know, heavily one foot in front of the other and swinging his shoulders and arms. 
I'm coming. <laughs> well, you don't have to if you don't want to, Dave. He says, I'm teasing you. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, I wanted to make you laugh, darling. Don't get so worked up. <clears throat> um, um, yes, we're, well, we're a little upset, Dave. We're a little upset about, some of us are upset about this. Um, about Trump having to <clears throat> do this debacle with the 34 counts made out of nothing and all that. Yeah, okay. Um, can you tell me, because someone, one of our friends in the uh, chat room, one of our friends, he's a good friend, is saying that Trump... Where? Let me read it to you. Oh, you know what it says. Okay. I underestimate Dave. I apologize. Uh, he, that's not true. All righty. Thank you, Dave. I don't think my heart could have taken that. Um. Okay, Willie, tell us where he is. Where is Donald? Is he up in a spacecraft? Uh, is Nancy, he on... let, me, <laughs> let me answer, okay? I mean, yes, I asked him that. <laughs> Uh, he is not even on this earth. He is um, not going to say where he is, but he's not on the planet. He's in good uh, protective hands, and he's watching it. And uh, the popcorn group is wanting me to point out He's eating popcorn and drinking Diet Pepsi while he watches. Excuse me, while he while he watched the news, he was doing that today with the rest of us, because he knows Trump knew how it would play out, but he still was joining us in the popcorn and Diet Pepsi. I was eating popcorn too. See. And while I was watching it and drinking my root beer. So Trump is safe. Trump is alive. Uh, he's very vital to the earth. He truly, Donald Trump, loves earth and the people of the earth. And he, he we were talking missions a little earlier his mission is to do exactly what he's doing. And that is to be in this war, evil against good, and take out the evil. He's helping to take out the evil. He's not doing it by himself. He would have to be more than a superman to do that. There's a lot of beings, good, good beings, fighting the war. And uh, Dave says, someday we'll all be able to go where Trump is at this time. And it'll be fun. Uh, <clears throat> of course, Dave is saying, of course, uh, this is 
our good time, our defeating of the evil is coming sooner than what it was going to come because they've been a time, something to do with time. Okay, they speeded up time because it was it. Some the bad guys made it go slower so they would have more time to try to win. But the, the time was taken over by the good people, and it's not really time. I don't know what other word to use that we all would understand. Ah. Uh, But give me a minute. I'm being shown pictures. Uh, oh, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you, Dave. I really needed that. Oh, come on, though. Yes, I believe. Um, he's showing me pictures of the way it's going to be. <laughs> It's here on earth as it is in heaven. And he says, truly, it is. And even people who are alive here today will see it occur. We'll see it happen. Not all of us are going to be able to live that long. But people who are here on earth now will be able to see this happen uh, here on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, thank you, Dave. And um, they had to speed up the time because evil was starting to gain some footing and they didn't want that to happen. So... uh, a lot of people that you're seeing really aren't you see well who you think you're seeing um, they have been dealt with is how he's saying it uh, please don't be afraid he says I say this over and over and over to to all of you please don't be afraid don't get in this place where Dolly was today uh, stay positive. This uh, court thing has got to happen. Uh, it has to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is very important in the procedure of the war, in the tactics of the war. This is going to be used against the evil ones in such a way that the evil ones will regret it the rest of forever. They will, he says, okay, here's maybe a better way to say it. They have been dealt with. Remember, this is a movie playing out. I know I forget that sometimes. It just, I get so emotional about it, Dave. So it sounds sounds like this arrest thing was bait. 
and they fell for it. Yes. Yeah, Dave says, absolutely, Walt. You said it. It's bait, and they they swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. So So is Bragg a white hat? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get... Uh, this is... I don't know how to say that. Okay. He started out black hat. He sort of converted to white hat. Then as he's playing this role, he couldn't help his... He couldn't keep his ego in check. So he has reverted completely to uh, uh, to bad guy. So at this point in time in the movie, he is completely evil. Will he ever repent from being evil? Go go good side again. That is to be seen, even by those on that side. They have no answer for that at this time. Well, interesting. Oh, boy. I'm so relieved I'm sitting here shaking, physically shaking. I got really worked up. I shouldn't have done that to myself. I know better. I backslid. It's easy. You have to. You have to forgive Dolly. She's never been in a in a spiritual war before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? That's. (laughs) Maybe she's she's been in many of them. Maybe. Maybe that's why Baby. she wants to go home. She didn't want this mission. No, don't make yeah. me go back. Don't make me go back. David's sitting there snickering. <laughs> <laughs> he can't come out and say what what is what and that respect, but the way he's acting, uh, I must have been. And that, like you said. That's why I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to do it again. <laughs> but I shouldn't fight it because if I've done it before, then I should be experienced. <laughs> well, being it. experienced doesn't mean that you love it. That's true. You just have the experience. You just right. You can, you can put up with it. You have the stomach for it. Whereas I somebody else might completely crumble. Well, look at look at me as an example, okay? I had a previous lifetime as George Patton, and Patton absolutely believed he was fighting a spiritual war. He was very religious. Again, you know, he read the Bible every day, and he believed he was in a spiritual war. And then when he thought he had won it, he realized no, he had not won the war because he was the. Uh, military commander of the southern part of Germany after the war and he realized that 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 evil that he was fighting which you know kind of computed to the to the uh, German people was not true there was some kind of an evil that had used the German people and his compassion for what he saw 
was left of the German people because of this war made him take an abrupt look at it again and he realized we did not win this war. We won this battle, but this evil is something that is palatable. It go, it's a, like an opt octopus with tentacles all over the place, including the United States. And so then he became vocal about it, and that's why they assassinated him. I know he's supposed to have died in an automobile accident, but because of an automobile accident. But the reality is, is that it was a setup, and he was uh, he was really damaged during the staged accident. And then later, to my knowledge, he was given a hot shot. In other words, he was going to survive. He would have been a paraplegic, but. You know they they couldn't even I, they couldn't let him 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 as a thinking man survive. He didn't have to be mobile. He was dangerous just because of what he had realized and knew. And now, the last thing that George said was, "I'm going to remember." <laughs> and then out pops me, and I'm like, I thought everybody remembered their past lifetimes. I couldn't tell you, I was. George Patton fighting World War II, but I can tell you that I fought a lot of wars in my dreams and, and, and things associated with other incarnations that were coming through in dreams that I didn't realize until I, you know, not not well, just remember. Your, your story with the Army, that was a war. And you won. You got You got out the way you wanted to get out. Well, so. yeah, yeah, you know, after, well, they killed John Kennedy, and he, I was set up to watch for the evil, as a, you know, having his, his memory bank right behind mine. In other words, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the things that I, I was always looking at war movies. You know, why, why would a kid war, look at war movies? Um, comic books. There was a Sergeant York comic book and I, I devoured it every time it would come out well, why you know and then I was never in in the 3d uh, you know drawn to doing military um, a military stint at all and that was just one of those bizarre half a stance things I was supposed to meet somebody at the Worcester County uh, government building and and so I'm in the building I got there early and I'm walking around, and there were all these recruiting offices from the Air Force, the Navy, Army, maybe there was others, but those three I walked into. And I said, because I was just bored. I was just finding out, you know, what is this about? And so the Navy, um, they didn't impress me. But then I get to the Air Force, and I did not impress the Air Force. When I... A little bit after that, there were women that sued the Air Force and won because they weren't models. The Air Force was only taking you in as a female enlisted or officer because of how you looked. And they they cost them a lot of money. Um, but the Army, oh, I know, the Navy didn't even know that they had women. <laughs> they, they weren't interested in women. They wanted, you know, men sailors, not women sailors. And they were like, oh, we don't think we have a program. Well, the Air Force had one, but I didn't fit the physical description of somebody that would be welcome there. And then um, the Army was like, oh, yes, we have, a, we have a really good program. And they did for enlistment for women. And um, so anyway, I 
kind of like I I'd just gotten out of college. I, well, I'd been out for about a year. I I didn't know what I was going to do, and I just I, I it wasn't a it wasn't a decision I was making. It was almost like I was being led down that path. You know, why would I meet somebody it in a courthouse? I mean, a, a government building type thing. Why would I be drawn to going into these? I've never been drawn to the to a military lifestyle, even though I was fascinated as a child with it. Um, you know, there were so many reasons I wouldn't have done what I did, but I did. And I think it was because I was still carrying out Patton's mission. You know, we got to stop this. The supposedly last thing his wife was told by him before he died was, he said it was too late. And then he corrected himself and he said, no, it's too dark. And... Uh, so, yeah, Dolly, you've probably been fighting the same wars over and over and over again. Maybe in different parts of the galaxy. Who the hell knows? But. Well, Dave showed me a picture of myself in this warrior outfit. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he says, you just don't know what all you've done because you're stubborn and you don't want to know. Well. He's right. <laughs> oh, he, he says, why would you doubt I'm always right? And he's laughing his guffaw laugh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes oh, being my. right isn't the best thing. You know? Sometimes what? Sometimes being right is not the best thing. I, right. You know, I mean, I kept learning more and more, and it was darker and darker, and it was just like, you know, I, I'm sorry I was right. I mean, I told people they were going to get this COVID thing from 5G. And, you know, I mean, everything that we've talked about, not just me, I'm talking about Mark Steele, about even Michael Dunn, of all the people that are out there that understood, could see what was happening as it happened. And still it happened. So my fear is that they're going to put this guy in front of a judge that hates his guts, is already found against him on another court case, and a prosecutor who actually campaigned on the fact that he would he would indict Donald Trump on some charge, some charge I will indict him. You know, uh, mm. that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to find a crime and then find out who did it. You don't find somebody and find out how can you manipulate or make it look like he's he's a criminal. And that's exactly what's happening. So right now, um, I'm sorry to say, but the Republic of the United States is no longer exists, in my opinion. You know, and the and is it there behind the scenes? Is there going to be another, you know, revolt like you mentioned the French Revolution? The French Revolution was based on America's revolution. And yes, we're in a we're in a civil war. And the, what who, what side are you on? You're either on God's side or you're on the side of people that want to be gods. And it's the same battle we've been fighting over and over and over again. Dave says we're not going to be like we used to be. We're not no. going to be a republic like we used to No, that's over and done with. It's all new. And we're going to like it. Well, I think it's going to be... It's basically... See, 
a republic is just a form of government. It's just the way that it's structured. But the 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 concept behind the Constitution is the framework that the people have the power, not the people that are supposedly running things. They they work for us. The power is in the people. And you fools out there, and you are fools who think that guns are causing all the problem are fools. Because if they take away the guns, then we don't have anything to be the power of the country. You know, that's why the Second Amendment wasn't telling people that you have the freedom. It was telling you you have the responsibility of arming yourself and being ready to fight the evil that is out there. Even then they knew that. And the concepts of freedom and the the people being the most important part of a nation, that was all new. Nobody had talked about that before. This was a brand new concept. I mean, it's been around since everybody here listening to us has been alive. But it wasn't there 200 and some years ago. It was a brand new concept. Well, in the Western world. Native, so, native people. So Julie, had. the our astrologer, is right. The girl that works with uh, John Claude, when she was talking that uh, about uh, Aquarius is not, you know, Pluto, the planet Pluto, has moved into Aquarius, and it's going to be in Aquarius for twenty years. And the energy of Aquarius, the she says the the prior energy was the uh, what was this uh, Capricorn. That was the power of the pyramid structure. All those pyramid structures were ever the, there is just a handful of people at the top, and everybody else is a is a servant. Well, that's over and done with, because the the energy structure of Aquarius, everyone is on the same level. There is no somebody, you know. There's there is no pyramid. There is no somebody at the top, and and everybody else is a, a slave at the bottom. That's over and done with. And she says, and, and because Pluto is actually magnifying that, it's it's amplifying that, she says that this position of uh, the, the Earth going into Aquarius and having Pluto go into, into Aquarius is exactly the same position that happened over 100 years ago with the French Revolution. And that's, what, that, that's exactly what happened. The monarchy was destroyed in... in France, and they and they they came up with the uh, uh, what do you call it the rights of man. They drew up that legislation. So you, you know we we are visiting that again. That business of uh, you know all, all the energy being at the top at the pyramid that's over. And 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 Pluto is is hastening that the, the that the demolition. It's undoing all those structures. That's why they're so desperate. Because they're running out of time. They, they will essentially they've already run out of time. So now they, they that that now I understand why Dave was saying this is all map up time. It is. It is map up time because the big stuff is over and done with. It is map up time. That's where we're seeing the tail end of these things. Does Dave have any more input or the posse? Um, I'm listening to him. Uh, Not at this moment in time, but 
if somebody says something that they are allowed to add to, they will do that. Oh, thank okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can ask questions. Do you have And a, they can Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And they can or they cannot answer. And please don't <laughs> get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Do you have anything else on your or another thing on your list? You said oh that. yes, yes. I had. Uh, let me get here. Um, I have had a very interesting week. Uh, so d can I talk about what I lived this week? Yes, of course. Okay. Um. We had, here I go with those of you who have heard me before and been following me for a few years. I had another snake adventure. It, it was okay. I handled it okay. Doc wanted to go out at 2.30 in the morning, so he always comes to get me. Uh, Grandma, take me outside, please. So I... Got up, got my walker, got my button to push if I run into trouble. I went outside with Doc leading, and he stopped, dead stop. And I looked why he did that. There's a freaking snake in the lanai, and it was just sitting there like snakes when they, not coiled up, but like when they walk, well, slither away, whatever they do. So it was like kind of in the shape of an S, just sitting there. And, of course, it was dark outside, and all I had was the porch light, which doesn't really illuminate a whole lot. Um, so I tried to get over my fear and turn around and run screaming, <laughs> waking everybody up in the neighborhood. So I walked a little bit closer, and I grabbed a flashlight, and because um, we have one sitting out on the table there, and it didn't have a head. And Furlock saw me, and he came over, and it, he went over by the snake, and he looked at me with great pride in within himself, and he looked at me like, I saved you. And so I I said, where's its head, Furlock? Did you swallow it? And uh, he just turned around and walked, walked away very proudly of himself. Because it was over by the doggy door where it could have gotten in. Now, I don't know if that's where it ended up when Furlock got done with it or if it was there. But. It looked like uh, a coral snake. But, you know, there's two snakes that look like coral snakes. And it depends on their stripes, how you can tell them apart. I don't know how you tell them apart. Red, I and, red and yellow kills a fellow. <laughs> Remember the rhyme. Oh, it's I the, don't the, look at them close enough. The to order, it's the order of the colors. Mm. When it's red followed by yellow... I, I remember because of the rhyme, 
red and yellow mm. kills a fellow. Yeah, that's poisonous. Avoid that. I don't get close enough to find out. <laughs> well, you can find out whether a snake is poisonous or not by looking at their eyes, but his head was ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be looking at his eyes. I'd no. be running. Well, a, a, a non-poisonous snake has very round eyes. A poisonous snake has those snake eyes, you know, the, the ones that are like teardrops on the side, you know, laying over. Uh-huh. Yeah, but and 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 also um a poisonous one their the front of their face is is blunted like you know like think of a rattlesnake, you know, whereas like a garden snake has an elongated uh sort of snout. Um, so, but without the head, you can't identify except for the colors. So you say that if on the tail there's yellow, that that's the one you want to stay away from. <laughs> I know the, in the order of the colors because they're they're like bands of color. Right. And if it red and yellow, look at them and it's red and yellow, red yellow. Here, so red red and yellow kills a fellow. That's the way the rhyme goes. And the other one, I think it's, I I don't know the order of the colors of the other one, the non-poisonous one. I remember I've seen the poisonous one in person because I've seen them in the desert in Mendoza. So I, once I saw it, I, I kept my distance because I know how dangerous they are. They're coral snakes, uh, at least the ones in Mendoza. They look so small and innocent. It's like, oh, this can't be poisonous. No, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't go near it if, if I were you. Uh, that's why I remember seeing it in person, red and yellow, and then I, I remember the rhyme. Well, I didn't, I, there's no way I got that close. Russell disposed of it in the morning, well, in the afternoon when he got up, because I was waiting for him to get up. Uh, he took, he took the clothes pinchers that I, I have this long thing that has a handle on the end that will pinch the forks on the bottom, the fork type thing. And I can pick the clothes up out of the bottom of the washer. So Russell went and got that and picked up the remainder of the snake and took care of it wherever he took care of it. (laughs) And um, so there was that excitement in my world this week. And... uh, Doc, no, uh, Russell took Doc for a ride with him, and Doc was sitting on Russell's lap, which I disapprove of. He needs to be in the harness. But anyway, um, as they passed the black people, Doc would go ballistic. Russell said he just was uncontrollable. And then, as they uh, as they went by the white people, Doc would be really quiet, and he wouldn't even react. I have a frickin' racist dog. We do. <laughs> and so, Russell says, I told Doc he needs to stop that, because he himself, Doc, is black. <laughs> didn't seem to care oh, oh my gosh oh. so 
I got to Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, God, I said that. Oh, dear. Oh, please, make that go away, Nancy. Can you make that go away in the chat room? What? Somebody... There's no. a snake in it. Oh, God. Oh. It scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, it scared I, me. Yasmin. Yasmin, why would you do that to me? Oh, my God. I can't look. Okay, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy crap. <laughs> and and uh, Walt is writing underneath the picture. Dolly will scream if she sees this photo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. My heart's pounding. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I got goosebumps. Steve, I, I know I should calm down. Good, tell me that. <laughs> Yasmin is saying, I'm sorry, Dolly. <laughs> Look at the question Jasmin put uh, up two panels above. Just, I'm well, not going up there. It's not oh, there. Okay. It's not there. Honest to God, it's not there, Dolly. Oh. I took it out. No, she, she posted a question about what we were talking about. Can you read it? Yeah. It says, uh, someone I follow says there's going to be a civil war in the U.S., that begins around 2026. That lasts for about 10 years. In his opinion, it's because 50% of the population hates the other 50% and vice versa. He advises to people to get out of the US and Europe if possible. I don't know. Maybe I'm built differently, but I don't hate anyone and want to play a role in the reality that's being created. Does Dave have an opinion on the divide in the US and what is to come? That's there the will. There's no civil war coming. Dave says, no, no, no. In 10 years, no, no. Things are going to be so different in 10 years. Uh, there will be no no thought of it even, of a civil war. Uh, whoever said it, can, well, they can think their own thoughts, but according to what that, that's why saying no th this war the this war doesn't require it actually demands our discernment full time all the, not just the half the time or or 50 or 20% of the time it's like full time no matter what anybody says you have to put it to the test you have to use your own gut feelings your inner intuition your discernment in my case, I use my dowsing. In your case, you, t you can talk to your guides. But you have to be your own authority on all this because otherwise you're going to die of uh, indigestion, information indigestion. Everybody wants to be, you know, everybody wants to be king of the hill and they're saying all these things. Oh, these bad aliens are coming. Oh, you're going to have this war. Uh, oh, my God. I'm not, is, and, is, and if you listen to everyone that's out there that's putting their two cents out, you're going to go crazy. So you have to be awake and use your own discernment all the time, not just half of the time. Dave yeah. says that, that uh, thing, what they're saying about civil war, that is a fear porn thing put out by, uh, put out by the evil. Evil is so freaking scared right now, they can't put out enough fear porn. He says, be discerning on what you're hearing. Yep. Test it in yourself. 
does it feel right? Uh, he says, test it with your guides. Test it with your gut. Yeah. Always go with your gut. And well, I just I'm want. I just want to say that you don't have to. It's it's it's, it's what you want. Don't think about what could be true. Remember, everything's on the table. Anything could be true. Focus your energy on what you want. And you might, you know, I mean, it's it's a very t narrow pathway that that you're on when you're doing this. You got to know what's happening over there, but you can't let it take you off of your primary mission mission, which is to see the potentials that we have come to fruition. In that. Yes, I agree. There's not 50-50. I don't, I mean, I don't know anybody that is really racist or pre prejudicial. Because they may act like that in a group, but on a one-to-one -one basis, I don't see that prevalent in America. I don't see it prevalent in the world. It's a farce. And if you want to get some kind of a statistic on it, you know, for only 40% of the population went and got the shots. 60% said, no, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because they're awake already. <laughs> so, you know, don't don't go that way. And But we are at the top of the hour. You want to take a break? And I'm going to play Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Okay? Well, okay. And welcome back to the second hour of Cosmic Reality. And it's April 4th, 2023, and we spent quite a long time talking about, well, talking about President Trump and um, having conversations with our friends on the other side. I um, have one more thing. Okay. I would like to share. Um, it was yesterday, Annette and I were in the pool, and we heard this, help, help. And we both looked the same direction and looked at each other and asked, did you hear that? So um, I looked and asked, you better go check, Ned, because we heard it again. And so she grabbed a towel, ran out front, and what it was was the lady across the street and down two houses She's 74 years old, had gone out to her mailbox. Coming back in, she tripped and fell. And she broke her head open. And that said she broke her head open. Now. And uh, blood everywhere. And that said, if it would have been my blood, I'd have passed out. <laughs> but um, the poor lady. And the lady and uh, our neighbor next door to us on our left side he was and he had just gotten home and he flew out of his car even leaving his car door open and went over to the lady he got there just a few minutes before Annette long enough to call 911 and he looked at Annette and said will you stay with her while I go and put my gun away in the house <laughs> he didn't want to be caught with the gun on him uh, by any authorities at all um, so she did that, and then when Adrian came back to the lady, uh, she asked Annette to go in her house and get all her ID, and she has information like I do, all the health information, the ID, and, and all that. So Annette went in and got it for her. 
We were afraid maybe she would be alone, but Annette says she does have someone here because she called someone and told them they'll have to come and uh, close up the house, lock up the house. And even, she said, the paramedics were, uh, they even said, oh, my gosh, she's going to need stitches. (laughs) But she thinks she broke either her leg or her arm. I can't remember because I was so shook up for her. So we've been praying for her. She's not home yet, of course. I think she will have to have something done with whichever limb she broke, like surgery. Uh, So I wanted to tell you, Annette was a hero along with our neighbor, Adrian. And it had to be, God had to, or the angels, work this out perfectly for us to be able to hear her. Because we weren't going to go in the pool at that hour. But we did. And the lady, bless her heart, was able to holler for help loud enough that we could hear her in our backyard in the pool. And Adrian happened to be coming home right then at that second when she needed him. So I I thank the angels all the time. I thank God for for helping this lady for allowing us to help the lady, well, Annette and Adrian. So I I wanted to share with you, Annette's a hero. And we can count on our friend Adrian anytime we need some uh, some ammunition-type assistance. <laughs> or if you need to shoot someone, he's got a, a gun? Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> so, such yeah. a convenience, no? Yeah. Yeah, so nice to know that. <laughs> I don't know if you should be blurting that on TV, on TV, radio. On TV, yeah. <laughs> well, they don't know where I live. Oh, you don't think uh-huh. they don't know where you live? Okay, so it was a pretend gun. It's water. <laughs> An air gun, it blows air. <laughs> Yes, Internet 8 says, what a nice story. Does that sound like people who will kill each other over a political party? No, it does not. Yeah, really. (laughs) No. Okay, so you want to do Matthew? Yes, please. I'm all done with my stories. Thank you, you all, for listening. Walter, you read for us? Yes, I have it open. Awesome. Here we go. April the 3rd, 2023, the overview says uh, light versus dark progress, light workers as mentors, ET spacecraft landing when safety is assured, sending love light, false information, densities, some evolved civilizations. With loving greetings from all souls at this station, this is Matthew. During this final act of the ages-old battle between the light forces and the dark forces, Earth is aglow with the light of volunteers, off-planet civilizations, and growing numbers of awakened and awakening souls. It is due to ever-intensifying light that you are seeing more and more citizenries revolting against against their government's dark policies. We crack 
in the banking system and some individuals publicly connecting the economic dots of COVID-19 lockdown, tests, vaccines, and falsified statistics. However, most of the finale still is playing out behind the scenes. The Illuminati are losing global economic control as governments are refusing to do their bidding. Countries they want to be enemies are instead allied in ridding the world of dark ones and their heinous activities. Arrests and trials of individuals for crimes against humanity or treason continue. In this last phase of Earth's Earth transition from darkness into light, a short period of chaos seems inevitable and a brief lockdown seems certain. The later is both protective and a pivotal happening that will hasten the awakening of still slumbering souls. Some bumpy, bumpy patches will likely follow, but none would be long-lasting, and there will be no mini-ice age, abrupt geophysical shift, or any other predicted catastrophic event. When irrefutable evidence of truthful information starts coming forth, you who have waited so patiently will greet it with rejoicing, but... As many of you, of you are anticipating, most others will be shocked, confused, outraged, and fearful. As encouraging mentors calmly, calmly and confidently explain to all receptive souls that everything going on is ending long ages of darkness on earth. It can be helpful to recommend books and websites that support what you tell them about this profound turnaround, how civilizations have been helping earth and wondrous changes ahead. The unconscionable disparity between the few haves and the billions of have-nots will end, and everyone will share in the planet's abundance. The global economic system based on precious metals that will replace the current corrupt system will protect honestly earned savings and investments. Scientific and technological developments the Dark Ones have been using malevolently will be taken out of their control and used beneficially. The planet's damaged environment will be restored. There will be what you call free energy and grand innovations in healthcare, education, transportation, communication, agriculture, and construction. The peoples need to know the powerful energy of positive thoughts and feelings about those changes that will manifest them and lead to Earth's golden age, where love is the foundation of life. They need to know that in the timeless continuum, where the past, current, and future are happening simultaneously, that glorious age already is. Dear ones, do not feel uneasy about taking on that task of enlightenment. When the moment arrives that your knowledge is needed, your previous experience in helping other civilizations see the light will come to the fore and you will feel automatically guided. Now, we shall address some of the other interests and concerns. Uh, in quotes, do souls at Matthew's station know yet when E.T. crews will land? Answer, no, we don't. What we do know is that there can be no landings until it is safe for the crews and the people who want to greet them. God relieved, God relieved fleet commanders of determining when safety can be assured for everyone. When it is, he will tell them go. It will be safe then, too, for souls in the extraterrestrial special forces who live among you 
to introduce themselves. The dark one's time is growing shorter, so there is reason to think that sooner rather than later, you will meet these universal family members who are eager to thank volunteers for their invaluable service to Earth and to mingle with Earth's people. Souls living in inner Earth's marvelous cities want you to become acquainted with them too. All will offer help to restore health to the ravaged environment. And what can be accomplished what can be accomplished with speed that will astound you. Speaking of speed, because of the light radiated by you volunteers and beamed by far distant civilizations, the transformation of life on Earth is happening with speed that is unprecedented in this universe. Third density civilizations that declined the offers of that assistance took as long as 50,000 years to evolve to fifth density spiritually and consciously. Question. Please ask Matthew how we can send love light. With joy, we tell you this is as easy as your desire to do so. If you wish to formalize this in a prayer or meditation or visualization, that is fine, of course, but your feelings and intentions are enough, and no address is needed. Simply your thought of the person, group, or Earth herself directs you to, direct, directs your love light energy where you want it to go. Question. I just read a channeling that ETs helping Earth have an ulterior motive. They plan to take over the planet after it's peaceful because it will be easier for them to enslave the people. Surely that, that isn't what will happen. End of question. Uh, this reminds me of what uh, Dolly just said. What Dave's just said about the, the thing about the Civil War, that it's just fear porn. This sounds like that, like, like fear porn. Well, here's the answer. The answer to this question is, be assured it will not. Years ago, the life forces built a grid of such intense light around the planet that the low vibrations of malevolent individuals cannot even approach it. Light is anathema to dark ones. Dear family, entire civilizations or extraterrestrial groups have long been helping Earth because they love Gaia and her residents. In previous messages, we have spoken about the importance of discernment in all sources of information, including channeled. Some receivers are not aware they are reaching base entities who give fearful-sounding false information, and other messages purportedly from messengers of the light are written by dark ones on the planet to create fear. Here is another indication of their feelings of desperation. Question. I heard souls transitioning to spirit life are being tricked into going to, into a kind of limbo where dark forces keep them trapped. I hope that is not true. It is not true. This is a variance of old propaganda contrived to create fear. Please ignore all ominous sounding information. In brackets, it says July 27th, 2017, and August 27, 2017. Include readers' descriptions of information in circulation at that time. Question. Some channels say that Earth is entering 5D. I thought life in that density is peaceful and loving. I don't see this world even close to that. Answer, life in fifth density is peaceful and loving. 
Let us repeat what we have said about density. There are two kinds, personal evolutionary standards, status, and the location of a celestial body. Location-wise, Earth is about midway in fourth density and steadily on her ascension course on to her destination in high fifth. Evolutionary-wise, many of our populations still are in third density while others are in fourth and higher densities. It is in fourth that hearts and minds open and people start advancing in spiritual and conscious awareness. This is the awakening process. Most volunteers who came from other homelands to help Earth civilization begin to awaken are fifth, are, are fifth in, in evolvement and some are in sixth. And members of the extraterrestrial special forces come from sixth and higher density civilizations. Also, we number the two densities only to indicate advancement or regression, but energy and everything in existence is energy, isn't compartmentalized or numbered. Energy simply flows in accordance with the measure of consciousness in its countless streamers. However, there can be a correlation between the two kinds of densities, and you volunteers are an example. You incarnated in a third density world, but your evolutionary status is the same as it was when you were living in your homelands. It is similar with Gaia the soul that embodied as the planet billions of years ago and her body originated in high fifth density and her evolutionary status remained there during the eons the planet descended into deep third density and stayed there because her humankind were br brutal to each other and the animals. During the millennia that Earth's more recent civilizations languished in third density, the lowest in which humans can live, a few individuals visionaries, philosophers, scientists, artists, spiritual leaders who were much higher in evolvement status incarnated there. Due to the dominance of darkness, those light bearers were ignored, debased, or killed. We have been asked what volunteers look like when they are in their homelands, and we don't have an answer. We know most are from human civilizations, and we can distinguish them from the general population by the light, the light that radiates their higher evolutionary status, but that doesn't indicate a specific homeland. Now, I shall speak as Matthew only. I have lived temporarily in many civilizations that requested my help in, upgraded, in upgrading their spirit world to be more like Nirvana or graciously invited me to visit. Although I have no way of knowing if any volunteers are from any of those civilizations, you may be interested in knowing a bit about them and appearances they have chosen. All advanced human populations are androgynous. The balance of feminine and masculine energies and vibrations in the worlds are consistently uh, are consistently high levels. Adults' height is between three feet and twelve feet, and all bodies are slender. Skin tones range for, from porcelain white to chocolate brown to ebony black a shade in real rainbows and other colors. And the skin of people in some civilizations shimmers with diffused light. In addition to human worlds, members of the extraterrestrial special forces may be from civilizations with tall, erect, insect-type forms, stylized animals, magnificent plants, and iridescent, translucent, 
cylindrical torsos that float above their planet's surface. All of those souls' bodies are so agile and their brain power so great, you would think of them as the stuff of science fiction. The reptilians I know and the special forces are only are from only one of many reptilian civilizations. These impressive defenders of the light are of average height and have pale blue-gray skin and large dark eyes. Some of the, of the most highly evolved souls have no form at all. They function as unity consciousness and send their intense light over vast areas of the universe. However, like all other advanced souls, they can manifest whatever kind of body they wish and the speed of thought travel to any destination where vibrations are compatible with theirs. All of those populations are assisting Earth by beaming light or in specific ways. For instance, members of one civilization appear as cloud formation so they can cleanse your skies of pollutants, toxicity. Some souls lower their density so they can incarnate on the planet to guide and strengthen struggling individuals in their soul clusters. Others embody instantly to save cluster souls from unchosen danger, then vanish by dematerializing so that they don't get trapped in Earth's density. Reproduction in advanced civilizations may be bisexual union, cloning, or focused thought by the two souls that want a child and the soul that wants to be their child. Non-physical civilizations with unity consciousness grow by welcoming all souls at the same high vibratory level. When members of some civilizations are ready to move forward, they have a celebration party and express gratitude for growth experiences during the hundreds of thousands of years they lived in that world. Then they dematerialize their body and instantly are in the advanced world of their choice, where they manifest a body that fits in, or they join souls in a unity consciousness civilization. Beloved brothers and sisters, although we cannot tell you from which homelands you came, we can tell you this. In the continuum, where your vital mission to help Earth's people already is a monumental success, you respect the civilizations, hold you in highest esteem, and you have the gratitude of all light beings in the universe. Love and peace, Suzanne Ward. Over to you, Captain. I just find his messaging, her messaging, their messaging, to be um, comforting, I guess would be the word. You know, it's, it's a lot of things he just talked about. But why not? The only limitation is limitations we put on our own view of the universe. And if you want to think that there is no white hats and that it's all, yeah, well, okay. But why don't you make the other decision? Because remember, this is a story. And we are the creators of the story. So it's much easier when you hear somebody like Matthew just putting it out there, you know, it's going to be a great, great place to be because it already is. And so if you you think in terms of there's some place there that's already there and we just haven't quite uh, adjusted our energy field to be able to merge with it because it goes back to energy. The reason people get stuck in the third density 3D 
universe is because they accept the resonating properties of the 3D. Remember, the 3D is putting out a considerable amount of energy and you're one little human being. So you, you're being overpowered by that energy. But what the great secret is, is that the power of one individual who knowingly is doing the doing work to increase their own energy field and make it a representative of what God sh should be if it's an all-loving God. And, you know, you just merge yourself with that energy. You let that energy go from you out into the reality. And that's enough people doing that on an individual basis is going to change everything. Because the people out there, they don't understand focused energy. And we can focus our own energy and make massive changes, just like they're talking about very quickly. I had hoped it would already be over with, but I understand the, it. The big importance is, is getting out from under all the programming and conditioning. That's yeah. Because that, that's the horrible, that's the burden that we have to endure. And plus getting out from under all the programming. Plus, <laughs> plus everything around you is just trying to re you know establish that in us and that's why it's so important that as individuals you know well like our mission here is to talk like we're talking now to give you guys some place where you can say oh yeah those people are the people and then they talk to Matthew and they all these people that are, they they have a different concept of reality where the reality is dependent on what you're thinking and yeah it's an interesting game. Yeah, like like we were talking with my mother, is like it happened to her and it happens to me. Is you go through life, and the people that supposedly are your relatives, they just they tolerate you, but they you always have the same label. Oh, they're so weird. Oh, Elsa's so weird. Oh, Walter is so weird. And I'm I'm I look at the uh, what, and you're supposed to be normal. Is that what it is? You're supposed to be normal and I'm supposed to be weird? Or what, What? you know? And they don't have an answer. But whatever I, I am, I'm, I'm weird. You know? Well, My you should be proud. <laughs> look up, look up, look up, look up the definition of weird. You know, look it up. Google it. Find the definition okay. of weird because it's not what you think it is. It's, it's a, it's a, if they call you weird, you should take it as a compliment, a high compliment. I don't remember exactly the terminology, but, you know, look it up and then let us know when you find it. So, yeah, I'm proud to be weird. Oh, that's weird. Good. Yeah. Adjective. Strange, odd, bizarre. Wow, what, what a weird getup. I value our friendship, and I'm afraid if we start dating, I'll get weird. It'll get weird between us. Number two, informal. Not functioning properly or as expected. Unstable, broken. My connection is weird, so I can't tell you they're getting what, de what, de around. what definitions? Who are you reading? Go to Webster's Dictionary. I don't I'm, know. I went to dictionary.com. Oh, no, no, no. Go to Webster's Dictionary. Webster's Dictionary. Go to Webster's Dictionary because I can tell you right there that's bullshit. What they were saying right there. That's what you they want you to think it is. But if you look at the core definition based on its uh, coming out of Latin and that sort of thing, you know, it's uh, it's not what, what you think it is. Unless we've had a Mandela effect. <laughs> oh. 
Weird. One of two. Adjective. Synonyms of weird. One. Strange or extraordinary character. Odd. Fantastic. Two. Of of relating to or caused by witchcraft or the supernatural. Magic. Magical. Weirdness. Noun. Weirdness. Noun. Two of two. Uh, one is fate, destiny, especially ill fortune. Number two, it says soothsayer. Okay, um, that's all there is. Well, that, that's um, not the, that. That's funny because that's not the definition that, that I knew years ago. So we've either had a Mandela effect or they're changing the dictionaries. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but it it was. Um, it was some- it, well, isn't something weird something that strays from the norm? Yes. So if, if this is standardized, meaning part of the norm, it's it's part of the norm. And if, if this strays from the norm, it's weird. That would be the simplest definition, right? Yeah, and weird is good because who wants to be normal? <laughs> I mean, normal sucks. <laughs> oh. So um, well, that's that's what uh, that's what um, Frank Jordan said, is that a lot a lot of people uh, feel so lonely and they want to be part of a group or they want to be part of something, but they don't realize something that in order for you to fit into a specific group of people, whatever they are, what whatever the reason that brings them together, if it's sports or or art or whatever brings them together, you have to sacrifice your uniqueness. Because otherwise you won't fit in. So you're actually getting the opposite of what you want. You want company of similar souls. You're not getting that. You have to sacrifice your uniqueness in order to be allowed into the group. So he actually, he was not agreeable to, you know, being, you know, being part of a group. Because it means you have to sacrifice your uniqueness. So I can't argue with that. (laughs) Well, we're a group, but we also, you know, are all different, unique people. Yeah. We have no agenda here. We just get together. We have conversations. We see what's what's happening in the world. And, you know, it's it, that... What do you me, mean we don't have an agenda? I have an agenda. I'm sane compared to everyone else is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, but sometimes I think that, I mean, I... I can see the morphing of reality so much, especially now. I mean, it's just like bizarre. And um, it's, you have to keep that core uniqueness of yourself, you know, and you can go through anything as long as you realize that, no, things are not, things are weird out there. Um, I'm weird because I can see the weird things <laughs> and other people don't want to or can't. And so we just have to go through life keeping that uniqueness. It's, that's why I think marriages go bad. you got two unique people that come together. They like each other's uniqueness. They get together. They're a couple. Uh-oh. That's defining your relationship instead of two people coming together just that are weird. And, and you know, yeah. the, the relationship... Why can't, why can't they remain unique? Why do they have to sacrifice their uniqueness just for the sake of being together, I think that's a misunderstanding of what marriage is all about. Even though I've never been married and I don't know what it's about, but it doesn't sound normal to me. You have to suck. 
one or both have to sacrifice their uniqueness just for the sake of being together. Not sorry. That that sounds like a control mechanism. Well, that's not not something natural. Like like like. Let me give you an example. My mother and father had a, a, a number of people in their group, right? So it wasn't like um, you'd say, "Oh yeah, uh, uh, Till and Jean and Carol, and then Bob and Ted and Eddie." It, 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 it was never like that. It was always like Mary and Phil, Till and Bill. You know, it was like the the way that you would address anything about the group was always that there were two names associated. So it not wasn't unique. They were they were a group. They were a relationship, and it just is part of the way that people look at people. So if you were by yourself, you couldn't be part of that group. You have to be part of a, a relationship in order to be. You can't be a single. That would actually bring the chaos into the group. Right, a single woman or a single man, because it it causes an imbalance, doesn't it? <laughs> Probably. The only thing I could tell you is what I saw of a group of people that were coming together, and I think that that's why I understood that being a couple is not what I wanted. You know, it was like I I didn't want to be a fill or till, a fill and till. You know? <laughs> no, I want to be Nancy. And what, what, where that drive came from, I don't know. But um, I never was much for thinking in terms of having a partnership uh, relationship. It's like, no. Because, again, I, I could sense that they weren't unique people. They were a couple. <laughs> they came in the same car. They left in the same car. They slept in the same bed. You know, it's a, uh, it's a pitfall. If they don't, if, if they don't have unconditional respect for each other's ideas and they lot their likes, their dislikes, then it's it's horrible because one one or the other has to sacrifice their beingness just for sake of being in a relationship. That's that's like being in jail. Well, they're not allowed to change. You see, they, they, see, they come together and then you got this relationship, and that relationship can't change. Otherwise, there's a problem with the marriage. So, if you got one of them that decides that they're going to learn about the uh, the uh, Bible, and then the other one says, "Well, I'm going to learn about quantum physics," you know, all of a sudden the relationship changes. Instead of saying, "What are you learning when you look at the quantum physics?" What are you? and sharing that, it's like it's a breakdown in the 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 structure of relationships, in my opinion. I mean, let me give you an example. My best friend, we had so much fun, Cindy and I. And then I was for Trump and she wasn't, and it ended the relationship. And many other people have the same situation. It's like, mm. what's the matter with you people? I don't hate you because you hate Trump. <laughs> I might hate you because you love Biden, but I don't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding there. I mean, I didn't care. But I did care when you're... You, you you don't like me because of something I believe. It just was bizarre. So, anyway, it's a, it's almost like a like a religious the fundamentalism. You know, you accept somebody or reject them because of their religious 
affiliation, but not, but you're extending it into into something philosophical or you know like here the the choice of a, of political leader. It it shouldn't be that way. Uh, this, uh, you're gonna like this. This uh, uh, Orion just uh, just sent a message, and he sent us the old, the old old meaning of weird. Oh, okay. And it was spelled differently. W Y R D. Okay. And so here, let's see. Uh, uh, an author of history. Uh, uh, as if from medieval Latin. We are weird adjective. Uh, this is from the 1400s. Having power to control fate. From old English weird with a Y. Fate, chance, fortune, destiny. The fates, literally, that which comes from Proto-Germanic, spelled differently. So it's the power, power destiny, the power to control fate. Interesting. You were right. They have changed the meanings in the dictionary. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I so appreciate you. Love the fact that you. <laughs> she stands vindicated, ladies vindicated and gentlemen. Vindicated again. Applause. Yes. Please. Yes. I'm bowing. <laughs> Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. But isn't that weird? <laughs> uh huh. You know, we say it again. Can you repeat that so that we really get it there? Okay, having power to control fate. From old English, weird with a Y. Fate, chance, fortune, destiny. The fates, literally that which comes, from the Proto-Germanic. It's spelled with W U R T H. I Z, also from the old Saxon word uh, W U R D, uh, to turn, to wind, to turn, bend. The sense of uncanny supernatural developed from Middle English use of weird sisters for the three fates of Norns in Germanic mythology. The goddesses control human destiny. They were portrayed as odd or frightening in appearance, as in Macbeth especially in 18th and 19th century productions of it, which led to the adjectival meaning odd, looking uncanny, odd, strange, disturbingly different, <laughs> weirdly, weirdness. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Interesting, huh? So when somebody calls you weird, say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yep. That's well, our Sane mission. Is, that's our mission. A, a, I consider saying is a most horrible insult. I mean, that's really, you know, smile when you say that, partner. <laughs> Don't, do not call me sane. Why would you call me normal? <laughs> that's such an insult. Oh, please, don't do that. So our mission is to be weird. <laughs> Dolly, what do you think, weird person? Well, she's normal, but don't bother her. Oh, God. She's normal. That's not well, normal. you just insulted me. Yeah. Uh -huh. I never, never in all my life considered myself to be normal. I always thought of myself as being weird. 
But it helped because I was always told you're weird. But <laughs> I mean, like from family members, from as long as I can remember. Oh, you're weird. Oh, good. Well, are, are they members? I don't want to be like because you. That sounds like that sounds like my family always calling us weird. It was okay with me, Walt. I didn't want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't mind being called weird. I, I rather enjoy it. Thank you very much. <sighs> yes, and because you're weird, your mission is to change the destiny of humankind. <laughs> well, we got a help. new, it's a new world change order. It, yeah. You know, I, I had to laugh because the Russian uh, president and the Chinese president get together and they make a declaration. This is, again, the cosmic humor. They make a declaration to bring in a new world order. So the new world order is being spouted by the deep cabal, you know, the uh, world uh, economic forum and Schultz, Schultz, what's his name? The guy. Schwab. You mean Schwab. Schwab, yes, thank you. And, you know, so that's what they've got on the table. And so now the Chinese and the Russians have got together and said, we're going to have a new world order. So we've got all these new world orders. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not going to be the old world because that's long gone. You know, so we're going to start a new world order, a third new world order. <laughs> and in this one, we're going back to the basics that the power of the human race lies with the people not with people that think they're gods and once we get back to that and we treat each other as unique and maybe weird people each individual everything will happen I mean this morning on the Shungite show Walt did a really good dissertation on alternative healing modalities and they're there they're real they work there, there's so many ways of being able to, you know, I mean, the concept of President Trump dying of cancer is ridiculous to me because in the decades of looking at all the alternatives, there is no need for anybody to die of cancer. There are too many alternative techniques to do it. But what happens? You have a, and I can't remember, it was way back, maybe 19, maybe 18, but we were talking about these naturalist doctors that were all being suicided or strange accidents. Um, and they were, they were all studying the same, actually prescribing the same therapy to get rid of cancer. And boy, it's been a long time. I'm not pulling in the, the details of it. But it was proven in, and the people that were really involved with the, let's say the, spearhead of getting this information out remember we're in France Walt I mean in England but in France too and there was some they tried to arrest them I mean they took them down they didn't murder them but they took them down legally by all sorts of things that you see you know them doing all the time so all of these techniques that are that have been proven are still out there it's just that nobody knows about them or some people know about them you know, the scalar waves, all of the energy healing systems, it's all there. We don't need this pharmaceutical healing crapola that they try to put on us. But we have to get rid of it. 
So how do you get rid of it? Well, you stop people from believing in it. And boy, if that pandemic did anything, it stopped people from believing that doctors are gods, that you should trust them. <laughs> no, maybe They showed not. their hand. Yeah, they sure <clears throat> did. They sure did. So before we can clean everything up, you know, you got to clean house. You got to get rid of all this stuff. And it's like Dave said, we're in a, a mop-up situation. It's just seemingly, and it, it could take a long, much longer time, but I don't think so because I think everything is happening, like they say, faster. Well, that, that, that's, that's one of the things that Penny Kelly said that her guides were telling her is that uh, we have to clean house. You know, you, you can't move forward leaving behind a trail of garbage behind you. We have to clean house. That's the first thing because she asked the question, what about all these issues? We know all the political stuff that's happening and the thing with the money and the thing with the health and everything. And her guy said, forget about all that. You have to focus on, on fixing what's what has to be fixed. You know, forget about focusing on, on all the troubles. You know, you have to work on the new the real reality. So and you can't move forward leaving behind a trail of garbage. So you you have we have to clean house. Why don't so you? Have to why learn. don't? Why don't you? We t covered it on the Shanghai show. Dolly, did you happen to listen to that um, video? I believe you were on the email for it. What? I started too, but then I got sidetracked, so yeah, I never it's, did. It's long, like an hour and forty-five minutes. It, it was long and kind of boring to me, and I wasn't. I wasn't into it. It did not interest me, so <laughs> I let myself get. Well, you're, you're so advanced. You have your own team. Anytime <laughs> you want, so it's like it's it's all grammar school to you, to us. You know, you know for us it's super advanced and and sophisticated, but to you it's eh, old stuff. <laughs> why don't I you? I got nothing. Why don't you tell the, the uh, listeners, Walt, a little bit about what that is about? Okay, and and that particular show. Wait, wait. Before I let me give them the name of that, so that at least they'll be able to associate it with somebody. Okay, let me see. Where did I put that email? Uh, Nancy Hopkins. Okay, here we go. It's a you can. It's in it's in YouTube and it's in uh, Rumble. It's uh, from the John Claude, the John Claude show, the one he does with uh, with Julie, and uh, he's uh, interviewing uh, Penny Kelly, and the the show was called A Break in the Clouds with Penny Kelly, and uh, in the, in that show, he asked her to if she could. What happened with her um, with, the, with the health issue, the thing that sent her to the hospital? So she went into detail describing all the hours of agony, how she was in, in this intense pain, pain and anything and everything that she tried. Nothing worked. So there, there was no choice, but she had to go to the hospital. And they found she had a close, closed loop blockage in her intestine. That's what they needed to correct. And the, and the thing was that uh, they were planning to keep her in, in a hospital for like over a week. But she was like, you know, 
over t- 48 hours later, she was okay. She didn't need drugs. She was not in any pain. And in the two days that she was under, she was actually inside a ship. She, she, her guides actually worked on her and they told her, well, you remember, right? That uh, you were supposed to get this upgrade done. You have to, we have to uh, reconfigure his, the energy of her body because we're, the whole planet is moving into fifth density. So she needed all this, like for example, she explains that all her life, she has had very low blood pressure. She had like 90 over 60. In fact, at one time the doctor said, are you even alive? Are you feeling okay? And she said, yeah, I'm feeling great, okay. Well, now her blood pressure is like double that. And because they said you, the, the body has to be changed because it's going, you're going to be in a, in a different energy environment. So doctors will say you have high blood pressure and, and it turns out that you don't. And it, and, and it reminded me of me because that's what happened to me. The doctors were desperate to lower my blood pressure and it turns out that my blood pressure is normal. There's nothing odd or abnormal about it that well the numbers are not supposed to be what they they defined as normal but this is these are part of the changes that we need to go through to uh settle in the new reality because you know we are moving through fourth density into fifth density so the, and the thing with her, where, where they were planning to keep her there for over a week, it turns out before the week was over, they sent her home because she was okay. She didn't need anything. She didn't need any any drugs. Uh, you know, she says, like, I don't want any drugs to begin with. And, on, and she found that her guides told her that there are like 200 individuals in her team. That, she, that doesn't mean that she knows them all, doesn't mean that she knows where they are, it, but she does know some. And for example, she knows this gentleman who's part of, she found out that uh, he was a part of her team because the man was unconscious for two days. They found him unconscious in his bathroom. They took him to the hospital because he was in a diabetic coma. and He's never had diabetes in his life. So for two days, the doctors struggled with him. They didn't know what, what to do to lower his, his uh, blood sugar. And two days later, it's like he never had a diabetic coma. There was no sign that he had any kind of coma. So the same thing happened with him. They, they took him out of commission for two days because they were adjusting his body and all his energies were being modulated and changed and adjusted for the new reality. So... So far, she's gotten information of five different people that have had the same issue. For some health reason, they they were hospitalized. But they were hospitalized because they they worked on them on their on their energy body, not their physical body. So for two days, they were out of they weren't there. They were in a spaceship in orbit, I guess. Aren't we glad that our group is all shunguided? <laughs> yeah. As you need the changes, they upgrade you. You don't. Well, Walt was a special case. He needed a lot of fixing. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I still need a lot of fixing. Uh, 
No, the, the, you don't know I'm the, the economy model, so I'm not really worth much. You you don't know the change the changes that I've <laughs> detected in you uh, since your I call it the event, um, but you were definitely upgraded. I knew that, I, even though your mother was freaking out on me, um, I didn't freak out. I knew you were fine. I knew you were going to be all right. Everything that was happening I kept getting it's going to be all right and, and sure enough you know we had that absolute angel that came into your life Rick who you know made sure that everything in the hospital went well for you took care of your mom I mean you had an yeah. angel that was living across the street yeah unfortunately Rick was I'm, Rick was called off planet and he died what within a year yeah. I mean yeah but, he firmly believed in the medical establishment and he took the jab so yeah yeah but uh yeah i never i never got angsty about it because i felt that you were going through an upgrade and yeah and nobody knew what nobody could in all the time that that i was there for and i was there for a month nobody came to me and said oh mr silva did you know that you you had blah 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 nothing not uh, to this day i'm still guessing what the hell was i there for what is it that they found in me? <laughs> because not, nothing made any sense. So, and and I, I, always, I and I still remember those weird images of the things that I saw. Um, whatever, may, maybe in time they'll they'll tell me what the whole story was. <laughs> in time, yeah, right. In time, that's that's <laughs> such a funny, <laughs> yeah. Well, someplace you know what what it was all about, but at the at the time that it was happening, I just could see that they were rewiring your brain. You know that your brain had essentially you were on the old-fashioned circuit, and they were giving you an upgrade. Your operating system was upgraded. That's what I saw happening, and mm -hmm. um, so I I I do believe in upgrades here because Walt is just more amazing than he ever was before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard you talk about stuff that I have never heard you mention before. And I don't embarrass you like the old days. No, you do. don't. You do. We're, we're always correcting me. Walter, don't say that. Walter, don't. Okay. Uh, I, you realize that. Okay, you, so you see that you have a little bit more, let's say, uh, uh, observation. It is different. It's different. You you don't have those little glitches, you know, where it's like, Walter, why did you say no? Don't do that. No, it's I know I, I I'm so comfortable with you now. I mean, I was before, but every once in a while, you would do something that was a little bit peculiar. I'm not going to say weird. It was peculiar, <laughs> but I don't detect any of that, you know, in it at all. But we're down to the last two minutes, and um, I don't think that we well we have dropped off a little bit on the station, but. I'm so glad this day is about to end as far as live programming because, again, all day, for those people that don't know, I've been having Internet problems. But the guy told me, what was his name like, Sean or Don or whatever, you know, they have these thick accents, but they've got American names, and uh, Sean. And he said to me, well, I know you're going through these pro the, these problems, but you're going to have a much better system when we finish. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold you to that, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Dolly, thank you for being here. You want to say goodnight? Goodnight, y'all. Thanks for putting up with my stories. And uh, I love you guys. 
don't forget love blankets <laughs> and whatever else they might need to every living creature on the earth. Walter. Okay. Thank you for being here with us tonight. I hope you had a, a great night. Uh, let's keep moving forward and let's keep focusing on this amazing future that we are building as we speak. As we speak. And tomorrow, Radio 5G, interesting thing about the banking system and stuff. And at, well, just after this show, if you go, uh, Trump is supposedly going to give us a, a little speech there at Merrill Largo. So right after this show, if you want to try to, probably Fox will carry it. I'm sure they'll carry it alive. But everybody be safe. We'll see you next time. And thank you so much for supporting us. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.